Hey ladies, welcome to the Looking Above podcast. It's easy to get bogged down in details of everyday life. If we aren't intentional, our eyes can easily be pulled away from the Lord and we can set our gaze on things of earth. 2 Corinthians 4.18 says, So we fix our eyes not on what is seen, but on what is unseen. For what is seen is temporary, but what is unseen is eternal. My name is Karen Boffman and I'm the women's pastor at New Life Church in Gillette, Wyoming. I believe that our perspective changes everything. So together, we'll be looking above. episode 36 of Looking Above, and we are in our In Between the Seasons season talking about Dear Younger Me, What I Wish I Knew Before Today It Is being a mom before I became a mom. Yeah. So we're going to talk about all the mom things and, uh, we'll start Brooklyn by just talking about our kiddos a little bit, I guess. Yeah. You want to tell everybody about your fabulous daughter? Yes. My fabulous daughter. She's actually at work today with me. So this Mm -hmm. is fitting. (laughs) Just for a little bit. (laughs) (laughs) We may get interrupted by a little knock on the (laughs) recording room door. Um, so her name is Quinn and she is five. Her personality, um, I don't even know. She's unique. At least Mm -hmm. I think so. Mm -hmm. Uh, She's a little bit strong-willed. She's, yeah, she's strong-willed. Um, she's very interested in all things science. Very inquisitive. Yes, Mm -hmm. very. Mm -hmm. Um, but yeah, she has her mind made up about a lot of things. Uh, What was four? She, for Halloween, she wanted to be a fossil. Oh yeah. No, that was three. Uh, three. Okay. So yeah. So <laughs> she was she, a fossil when she was three. <laughs> she yeah. likes science and dinosaurs mm-hmm. and all farm animals. Oh, animals. She's such an animal <laughs> lover. We have horses and all of that. And she mm-hmm. is such an animal lover. Mm-hmm. Um, and then She's I, a little bit sassy. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> she is. She is. She's fun though. Um, and then I am doing June with her little brother. So mm. we will see what I'm so interested to see his personality. Right. Um, but yeah, yeah, you can't predict. <laughs> no, <laughs> no. We're just, just kind of praying for like some a chill child. But yeah. of course, we're grateful for whatever. You know, I <laughs> prayed for that too, and I got four that are not. So, so <laughs> <laughs> I know God teaches us so much through our children. He's like, hmm. I am like, how? How is it possible that all four of my children are leaders? Like, so there's a lot of butting heads in my house yeah. because all four of them want to be the boss. Yeah, that's hard. But it's also fabulous because you know God's going to use that and there's a purpose for it but while there were some moments with them growing up that's like oh my goodness you guys, and Paul are both somebody leaders somebody back down please yeah <laughs> you just have a house full of leaders <laughs> <laughs> yeah so my kids um Andrew is 20 and he is a college junior and he is majoring in ministry and worship arts. He is a fabulous drummer. He's one of those guys that if he puts his mind to something could master anything. He's like smart as a whip um, in like the most unique way. But yeah. um, over Thanksgiving, Daniel 
has a fascination, Daniel, my youngest, has a fascination with Rubik's cubes. And so he brought them and like all these strange ones with like eight sides and 10 sides and whatever. And over Thanksgiving, Andrew figured out, and I am not saying like Googled it. He figured out how to solve every Rubik's cube that Daniel has. That's the way his brain works. Yeah, it's insane. I cannot understand it or fathom. I know. How I'm like, thinks. how can your brain figure out, like, turn this that way, that this way, like, and he does it. Yeah. So, um, he's got just a crazy brain like that, but he is a very, um, practical person. Mm -hmm. So college is kind of a love hate relationship. He loves anything that's practical that he can put right into work immediately, but knowledge that's just learning for knowledge's sake is not his deal. Mm -hmm. So, um, there are moments when he's like, this is stupid. <laughs> Quinn and I so, had that conversation. Yeah. She's mm -hmm. in pre-K though, yeah. but she's like, I'm not learning how to be a veterinarian. And I was like, right. okay, but you do need to learn how to read. <laughs> so Daniel and I just had that talk last night. He's like, um, is going to school like required? <laughs> I said, yeah, buddy, it's law. Like, yes, I have to send you to school until you finish high school. And he goes, but college isn't required. So I think like, it's dumb that okay. it's required that we have to go now. Like, mm -hmm. Yeah. Conversations with kids. Uh, funny. They are funny. But yeah. And that's one of the things like you learn in like an educational psychology class, mm -hmm. right? Is that there's different types of learners and some kids like Quinn and Andrew mm -hmm. have that very practical kind of learning. Like they want to be able to put into practice what they're learning right now, or they just don't see a need for it. Right. Yeah. So, uh, Kalena, I got to speed up. Kalena is our second child. She is 18. She is a college freshman, not yet sure what she's going to declare as her major, but we're thinking maybe graphic arts, maybe a minor in ministry. Um, not sure, but she's super artistic. We've called her sweetie since she was little and it's just mm -hmm. the most fitting it nickname is. for her. She's so sweet. Um, she's the peacemaker in the household. She gets along with all her siblings better than any of them get along with each other. I was going to say, <laughs> out of all of them, mm -hmm. she is the most calm, I would mm -hmm. say, probably. Mm -hmm. Yeah, yeah. So she's, yeah, she's just by nature a peacemaker. And so she is very relational, very, mm -hmm. very highly relational, um, <clears throat> very artistic, musically, and verbally gifted, like that's her thing is talking and words and writing. So uh, that's Kalena. And then Valerie is a high school junior and she is kind of my logical, systematic mm -hmm. child. She likes processes and organization and lists. Mm -hmm. <laughs> and um, she and I have really started to get a deeper relationship this year now with the older two out of the house, I get to, she's my quieter child. Mm -hmm. So we haven't had as much, I would say conversation in the past because she and Kalina were such good friends, but now she and I are developing That's that so kind cool. of a relationship because Kalina's out of the way, out of the way, <laughs> out of the way, <laughs> out of the house. <laughs> and, uh, so we're just, we're really deepening our friendship and she's just, I tell her all the time, you're the best. She's just, when she was 13, I'm like, you're a 30 year old. That's just the kind of child that mm -hmm. she was. She's always been super helpful and super organized and knows the right way to do everything. Yeah. Um, and she's a dancer and just the most graceful, beautiful person ever. Mm -hmm. And then Daniel, boom, <laughs> Daniel <laughs> came six and a half years ish, seven years after Valerie. So he was way on behind. So we always refer to them as the big three. And then Daniel, <laughs> um, because they kind of all grew up together mm -hmm. and then he's kind of growing up 
alone with very much older siblings. So he is nine. And Daniel and Quinn are alike in a lot of ways. Um, But he, uh, he is super smart, super into science and math. And uh, the other day he got out, he found my TI-85 calculator from high school, (laughs) my graphing calculator. And he's like, mom, give me some trigonometry problems. He doesn't even know what that is. And I was like, dude, I don't even remember trig. I can't give (laughs) you. And so he's like, he's like, well, just write some really long equations and I'm going to figure them out with this calculator. And so He's working on that for a while, and he goes to Valerie and says, Valerie, give me a problem. And Valerie looks at him and says, I don't do math for fun. (laughs) (laughs) That's me. I don't either. (laughs) So he's just so funny and quirky and keeps us on our toes, but he He also has ADHD and is the most energetic child I know. There's just no stopping with him. But um, if you can get him to sit still long enough, he's a very deep thinker. And just sometimes the things he says. (laughs) She does. When anytime she sees him, she like wants to go be by him because he is, he is so cool. Yeah. And he's, he doesn't have a ton of patience with younger kids, but they are drawn to him. Mm -hmm. And so he is starting to develop more of Mm -hmm. a patience for them. Um, What he does have though is is this compassion. He has like one of the most compassionate hearts, which is hard to tell because sometimes you just see the ADHD, which is kind of more aggressive side Mm of him. Um, But if somebody's hurt or if he hurts somebody's feelings, Mm -hmm. like he is broken over it. So um, God's definitely made him like a strong, tough little guy, but with this tender underside. Yeah. And so I'm, I'm very excited to see what he's going to, yeah, what he's going to become. So that went really, really long, but I could talk about my kids yeah, all day. I know it's hard to cut I it short. You're like, there's so much. <laughs> love them. I love them. Yeah. So, all right. You've been a mom for five years. What's your favorite mm-hmm. thing? Um, oh man, I really should have thought about these questions before we got on here. It's better to just go. Just go. We're just winging it. Okay, off the top of my head, my favorite thing is just connecting with Quinn when we have those Mm -hmm. moments where um, we get into deep conversation or, Mm -hmm. I don't know, I can't even describe it, but like Mm -hmm. that connection, you know, you Mm -hmm. feel with that child. Mm -hmm. It's something I'm scared about having too, (laughs) Mm -hmm. but um, because it has been just... I say just her and I, um, Steven works a lot. So it it was just her and I a lot. And I was a stay at home mom. So it's been us for a long time. So it will be interesting to Mm -hmm. see, but, Mm -hmm. um, and that's something I, I want to point out that I think you do really well. So people have often asked me like, how do how did your teenagers turn out so well? And, um, the one thing that I hate to say, but I truly believe, is I was able to stay home with them when they were young. And when they were in those formative years, I had the blessing mm-hmm. of of having that opportunity to stay home with them and develop relationship young mm-hmm. so that I was able to maintain that relationship as they got older. And I'm not saying you can't do that right. if you work in um You've worked kind of part-time and Mm -hmm. you've done jobs that have been very intentional in allowing you to have the freedom to be with Quinn. And I I think that's something that you are super good at is as a working mom, you are 
highly, highly intentional when you aren't at work at being so present in her life and in your home. And, um, when Brooklyn goes home, like I don't hear from her (laughs) at all. I feel so bad. It's okay. No, she, but she (laughs) won't text me back and that's totally fine. And I respect it, but it's because you're so present in your household. And I think that there are things like that, that someone who chooses to work because that's just who you are and you feel most fulfilled when you're working Mm -hmm. or someone who doesn't have the opportunity to stay home. Um, you can still make that a choice to cultivate relationship with your littles and you have done super well. Thank you so much. Mm -hmm. I do feel bad. Um, when I wake up like in the Mm -hmm. next morning, I'll look at my phone and I'm like, Oh my gosh, I didn't text Karen back. I do try to look at it and then I assess if it's urgent or not. But yeah, I do really try to be present with Mm -hmm. Quinn and Steven when I'm home. Um, yeah, you do a great job. But that's that. one of my favorite things is being mm-hmm. with them. So mm-hmm. <laughs> mm-hmm. Uh, what is your favorite thing about being a mom? You know, I think it's changed through it changes mm-hmm. yeah. through the seasons for sure. Having um, young adult and teenage kids right now, my favorite thing is just seeing them be awesome adults and seeing them kind of in their sweet spot. Like yesterday, I made you come upstairs because my kids were here practicing music with mm-hmm. uh, the worship leaders for the Christmas Eve service. And I just needed to take a moment and stand there and watch them do that. And it literally brings me to tears seeing them use gifts that they've cultivated through many, many years of practice. Mm-hmm. And then now they're using it to glorify God. And like, I it's my favorite. I could not have a greater gift than seeing them do something that they love and do it for God's glory. I yeah. Just that's absolutely my favorite. It's and, so cool to watch. And all, you know, all three of my big kids do that. Valerie's gifts are different, but she uses her gifts here too. Mm-hmm. To, you know, she runs our fair trade shop here. Yeah. She's a high school junior and she's doing this incredible thing of running a business for me. And Mm -hmm. so it's just, it's really neat. But you give them those opportunities though, Mm -hmm. which I think is really, really special and important. Um, because someone would be like, Oh, but you're a junior, so you can't do this, but Mm -hmm. you know her gifts. And so Mm -hmm. you encourage her. You always say that though, that you're really good at pushing people Mm -hmm. to grow. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. What, where's your comfort zone? (laughs) Okay. Now we're going to go outside of that. (laughs) Which I think has been why though your kids really like Karen is being modest because her kids are really, really good at what they do. Like really, really good. Um, and all of them are. Like, so, and it's because you push them out of their comfort zone, but encourage as well. Mm -hmm. So Mm -hmm. most challenging thing, Mm, most challenging (laughs) thing about being a parent. Um, I mean, you know, especially when they're young, there's just so many moments when you're like, am I screwing this all up? Yeah. (laughs) Mm -hmm. You know, like, oh, gracious God, you better give me some insight because I don't know what I'm doing. No one does. And that's the thing. You can read a billion parenting books and guess what? Life's going to throw things at you that aren't explained in those books that you read. Um, So there's just always that the challenge of just not (laughs) knowing if you're doing it right. Um, I mean, literally, and this is so dumb, but because of the stage I'm at, the the most challenging thing, there have been challenges at every stage. The most challenging things is launching my kids into the world. Ah, uh, yeah. I be, and I mean, you've watched me go through it. That's what I was going to say. I've been twice. watching, yeah. Um, I, 
adore my children Mm -hmm. and being like, okay, we've had this really tight relationship and now you're going to move 15 hours away and I'm only going to see you a few times a year. Um, as much as I love watching what they're doing there and watching from such a distance. And that has just been like heartbreaking (laughs) in a whole new way. And we've gone through crazy, crazy things, but that's probably been, been the hardest. It's rewarding, but it's also, it's really hard. And I, until you do it and I don't know, I think it's because I have such a close relationship with my kids that it's harder. Some people it's not hard and maybe it's a personality thing too. That's, yeah, That's challenging. I am not excited for it, <laughs> but I have been like taking notes as I've watched you do it mm. um, and seeing like yours and Kalena's <laughs> relationship really not change at all or, mm-hmm. or yours and Andrew's really. I know mm-hmm. he's a guy and he's he doesn't really communicate as much as Kalena, mm-hmm. which is something we joke about because Kalena will text 10 times a day and, and then it's like one yeah, day from like Andrew, one, maybe once a week. <laughs> yeah, a week. <laughs> but I've like I've loved watching you cultivate it even 15 hours away. It's mm-hmm. been really cool. Um, but even to hear you say that uh, yours and Valerie's relationship has mm-hmm. kind of grown through mm-hmm. this, that's, mm-hmm. that is really encouraging, yeah. I think. Yeah. And really cool to watch that even through the hard mm-hmm. that mm-hmm. you get those. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. What's challenging for you? Um, <laughs> I mean, I do. You're, you're five years in, so this is kind of a, it is a challenging uh, stage. Yeah, yeah. But like you said, each stage is challenging. Mm-hmm. When they're babies, they can't talk. So you're like, oh my gosh, am I going to hurt them? Am I like, what am <laughs> I doing? Me. Yeah. <laughs> and then when they're toddlers, they're not good at communication either. But mm-hmm. then they're running around. And then mm-hmm. now Quinn is good at communicating. And that is challenging. So Because <laughs> <laughs> she tells you exactly what she yes. thinks. Yes. Um, mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. I think just trusting God in my weaknesses because mm-hmm. she is, um, as Karen said, she's inquisitive and mm-hmm. she thinks through everything. And so obviously Stephen and I have worked really hard to cultivate a relationship with God for her, but we can't make her relationship with God. Mm-hmm. We can really only show her ours right. and give her the building blocks, right. but she has a lot of questions. Um, and sometimes doubts and those Mm -hmm. are really hard. I'm like, what are we doing Mm -hmm. wrong? Are we not Mm -hmm. showing her? But I'm just trusting that the Holy spirit is really just going to show up for her. And that through all of these questions, um, that she's going to have a really strong faith, but that's really challenging for me. Like that keeps me up sometimes. Yeah, Yeah, for sure. So, okay. If you, we can talk other things, but if there was one piece of advice, one concept, one thing that you're like, this kind of undergirds it, or this one is like, to me, foundational, most important. I really wish I had understood this five years ago. What would it be? It goes off of that. I'm just Mm -hmm. trusting God every single day Mm -hmm. because there's I think before I was well, like when I was pregnant, I'm, I am a planner and I had everything planned out down to like, oh my gosh, everything, like mm-hmm. what she was going to learn and when, and all mm-hmm. of these things. And I'd read all the books, um, mm-hmm. and really I've gained information from them, but it, you have to discern when to use it because every single day is so different. Mm-hmm. Um, and so just trusting God mm-hmm. and really putting your, trust in your heart, um, in him, because Mm -hmm. you have to discern. I was telling Karen, like some days Quinn does need strict discipline and she needs to know that no Mm -hmm. means no. But some days when she acts out, I'm like, she just needs a hug right now. And Mm -hmm. that's God leading me and discern and helping me discern that. Um, so just 
just trusting in God yeah. every single day. Yeah. And that means you need to be cultivating your relationship yeah. with God and listening to the Holy Spirit so that in those moments, you're able to discern that. Yeah. And like, this is a moment where no, Quinn, I said, no, this mm-hmm. is the consequence. And in the next moment, it's like, oh, honey. Yeah. I'm so sorry that your heart's hurting today. Yeah, <laughs> you know, I can like, tell. Yeah. 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 So that's, so that. that's, that's a good one. How about you? I think for me and this kind of, I want to say, oh goodness, God really convicted me. Uh, Kalena was maybe around six. So a few years in was, you know, the Bible says, let love be our highest goal. And we're supposed to do everything with love. And uh, I was getting frustrated with some things. Kalena uh, was a very anxious child, mm-hmm. a lot of anxiety issues, a lot of separation anxiety issues. Um, that was whew, that was a season. But in that season, God just convicted me in every single moment of parenting. The question it comes back to is what is most loving right now? what is most loving. Mm -hmm. And that kind of goes with what you're saying about Mm -hmm. the discernment. And there are times when what is most loving is a consequence. There are times when what's most loving is grace. There are times when what's most loving is me sitting on their bedroom floor for them with them for two hours, waiting for them to go to sleep. And they're, you know, if you read Mm -hmm. books, they're going to tell you, turn off the light, walk out, you're done. Yeah. And when my child was struggling with such anxiety and fear, that was not loving her Mm -hmm. to leave her in a dark room by herself. What was more loving was me sitting there. I didn't sit with her until she was 16. (laughs) She now goes to college and she is excelling. And so there, you know, people will say, well, that's a crutch or that's going to, you know, they're going to lean on that. I don't believe that. I don't Mm -hmm. buy into that. I what, and that's, you know, we can read all of those books Mm -hmm. and we can ask lots of people for information. At the end of the day, each of us needs to do what works for us and our personality and for our children and their personalities in our household, in our context. We kind of take it all, shake it down a little bit, figure out what works. But to me, it always boils down to what is most loving in this moment last night, Daniel was kind of acting out kind of, and when he comes like crashes off of his ADHD meds, he Mm -hmm. gets a little angry sometimes and something set him off and he was just screaming at us, which is highly inappropriate behavior. Mm -hmm. But I have to remember in that moment, number one, my child has ADHD, which means that every feeling he feels is magnified a hundred times what normal kids feelings are. Number two, he's coming off of his medication, which means that his body's chemistry is now off. And then number three, it's the end of the day. He's tired. And so I have to be able to, in that moment, adjust from, I was ready to give him a consequence from his behavior. And then I had to switch in that moment Uh and say, okay, let's talk. Let's go up to your room, get away from everybody else and let's go talk. And then he was able to bring himself down. We had a conversation and everything changed, but that was, I wanted to discipline the behavior, but I had to love my child. Right. And like you said, and that's how it feels for me when I am getting that discernment is like, Oh, I'm ready to do this. And Mm -hmm. then it's all of a sudden like halts me and Mm -hmm. I'm like, okay, nope, that's not what's needed. But like you said, discipline can be loving too. And Mm -hmm. Mike said, Mike said that, I don't know Mm -hmm. when, probably years ago, but maybe not. Um, but like when you discipline, it has to be, I love you. 
So you have a consequence. I love you too much to let you scream at me. Sometimes, Mm -hmm. you know, when Mm -hmm. you discern that that is the most loving thing, I love you too much to let you do this. So Mm -hmm. I'm going Mm -hmm. to teach you the other way. Um, But yeah, so discernment. But I also think when you were saying that, I was thinking about how sometimes I am ready to... It's not that Stephen's not showing grace, my husband, but I'm ready to, I am much softer than Mm -hmm, Stephen mm -hmm. and God made us that way on purpose. And sometimes I do have to let my husband Mm -hmm. discipline when I'm thinking compassion, (laughs) not that he's not being compassionate, but you know what I'm saying? We have different views of that. And so sometimes I have to remind myself, you said in a parenting seminar, we did Mm -hmm. that God made us both to be her parents. Um, and letting him parent her too, mm-hmm. even mm-hmm. when you feel right. soft-hearted. Oh, <laughs> absolutely, absolutely. I bite my tongue sometimes, uh-huh, so and, do I. <laughs> and just pray, Holy Spirit, keep my mouth shut. Uh-huh. Let him be the parent, and because they need a dad too. <clears throat> correct. So correct, and that's hard because yes, women most of the time are the ones who are more tender-hearted mm-hmm. and compassionate, and God made us that way too. But we have to we have to have that balance. Yeah. A few weeks ago, you and I were talking uh, about teens and rebellion, mm-hmm. and uh, it. The, the thing that I was thinking of then was that rules without relationship yield rebellion, right? So right. if we have a lot of rules in our households, but there isn't a relationship behind those rules, there, our children will rebel and it may not come out until later. But mm-hmm. if, if our household is run by rules and you must do this and you must do that, and there isn't a relationship undergirding that, Mm -hmm. you're going to find yourself in a pickle someday. (laughs) But if you think about it, it's just like what you see with God and and Mm -hmm. relationships Mm -hmm. with him because you see or hear so many people say like, well, it's just a bunch of rules, Mm -hmm. just trying to control my life. Mm -hmm. And they rebel or they turn away from Mm -hmm. him. Um, But when you know that his rules, in quotations, Mm -hmm are out of love and right. to keep you safe and because he wants the best for you and that relationship yep. is there, um, it's so much easier to understand and follow. Right, right. Yeah, there's a lot of discussion. I did not have a lot of rules in my home. I did not need to because mm-hmm. I had a lot of relationship. Mm-hmm. And so when you build that relationship, kids understand what is the expectation. Mm-hmm. This morning, Daniel said something about, I lie sometimes. <laughs> I'm like, oh, Thanks for your honesty. <laughs> oh, I love it when he has these conversations with me. And he said, you know, science says that when you lie, you sweat and you look away. And he says, I don't do those things. I'm like, oh, gracious. Um, but I said to him, should we lie? Well, no, we shouldn't. Well, why not? And he thought for a moment and he says, well, God says that Satan is the father of lies. And I was like, see, he knows Mm -hmm. he's, you know, we have that relationship. And so it doesn't have to, I don't know. It just, it's built in relationship. It's built in conversation Mm -hmm. and they learn that in the day to day. Yeah. So, uh, I think the other thing would just, I, I, I want to talk about that because people always say like, how do we stay away from rebellion? Mm-hmm. And especially like my kids don't want to go to church. And I think a lot of that has to do with relationship, but it also has to do with, I heard, <clears throat> I actually read, I read a blog where a lady quoted her pastor 
But her pastor said that, you know how when um, when kids are little, we give them vaccines and it's a little bit of the disease that teaches your body to not get that disease, mm-hmm. right? So they put a little bit, it's tiny doses of the disease. And this pastor said, when we take our kids to church every now and again, or when we don't live our faith in our home, we're basically vaccinating our kids against Jesus. Mm-hmm. Tiny doses of Jesus, where we're not living it out and doing it consistently and showing them this actually means something to me. My faith is important and it's how I live. And I do it at home and I do it at work and I go to church because of that, um, then we can vaccinate our children. So if they're just getting tiny doses of it, they don't believe that it actually works. Yeah. You told me that a few years ago, not this exact Mm -hmm. thing, but just Mm -hmm. how important every Sunday coming Mm -hmm. to church is, Mm -hmm. um, because then they just, they don't even know a difference. Like, although Quinn lately does ask me, can we not go to church? I Mm -hmm. think she's just testing me, but she knows the answer (laughs) every week is no, we're going to church. We're going to church. Um, but yeah, yeah, it is really important. We can't show them that faith is optional. Faith mm-hmm. and living when you our feel faith, like it, right? Yeah. Right. Living our faith is a daily thing, and that's something else that you're really good at is living it in front of her I and try. modeling that. Even <laughs> I don't even though like I know sometimes. sometimes you struggle because you're like she's not picking it. Yeah, <laughs> but to continue to do that and live mm-hmm. that and model prayer and model your time in the Word and model you know, when you have a tough moment, stopping and talking to God about it Mm -hmm. and you're showing her, this is how we do life. Jesus makes a difference and I'm going to rely on him in everything. And that will stick with her. I hope so. (laughs) (laughs) I just really am going back to God will, Mm -hmm. God is faithful and he Mm -hmm. will show up Mm -hmm. for her. Um, Mm -hmm. and it's really not dependent on my strength, although those things do help. Mm -hmm. Um, but yeah. Um, I wanted to talk about, we Mm -hmm. never discussed if we Mm -hmm. should talk about this, but I just feel led to. So I want to talk about to the people that, um, maybe, um, are not moms yet and want Mm -hmm. to be, or are, and are having trouble getting pregnant again, because I walked through that season for a couple years Mm -hmm. and it is not fun. Mm -hmm. Um, and I know a lot of people that Mm -hmm. are going through it and it breaks Mm -hmm. my heart. I just wanted to share one thing that I learned, um, Well, it's a couple, but I just want to encourage you because God really does. And I know you know this, but God really does work everything for our good. Mm -hmm. And we cannot see the big picture, um, but he can. Mm -hmm. So as hard as it is, Mm -hmm. we have to trust that. But I also really was shown in this season that it's okay to grieve and lament and also trust him Mm -hmm. simultaneously. Mm -hmm. Um, And it really strengthened my relationship with him, letting him see, like, yes, God, I trust that this is for good, but it hurts. Um, Mm -hmm. And so just letting him walk with you in that, um, that's that's all I have. But (laughs) I just wanted to speak to those people because I know Mm -hmm. sometimes listening to stuff like this, it can be really hard when Mm -hmm. you're grieving. Right, right. And you want to be a mom and it hasn't happened But yeah, I think that's, that's an important point. And it's really hard when we're in the middle of the storm to see 
that there mm-hmm. is sunshine beyond the clouds to yeah. see that God is still out there and he is still working for our good. But I love that you know, you said it's okay to grieve and trust him at the same time. It's okay to hurt and still trust him. Mm-hmm. And that's it. I, I, that's discipline also is that we discipline ourselves yeah. to trust even when it's painful. We discipline ourselves to say, okay, God, I don't get this, but I'm going to worship you. I'm going mm-hmm. to be obedient, but dang, it hurts. And mm-hmm. I really hate this. Yeah. And he's way big enough to hold all mm-hmm. of that and to meet us there. I think with that, I'll just add, if that is you, if you are in that grief stage, or even if you're in a parenting stage mm-hmm. that you're really struggling, don't do it alone. No, don't do it alone. You need to have people praying and supporting you and find, find people who are going to love you in that and, um, walk with you in that. And yeah. so many times, right. God lets us, lets us, allows us to walk through those hard days. Mm-hmm. And because maybe not because, but a byproduct of that is that he will redeem that by using it. Right. right. So there are people who are just ahead of you in that journey mm-hmm. who have miscarried, who have mm-hmm. gone through infertility, who have dealt with a rebellious teenager, who have um, dealt with a sick child, whatever. There are people who have walked that and part of God's redemption in their story is allowing them to minister to you. So don't yeah. do it alone. Look for those people and then seek your own healing because God's going to use you in that same way. Yeah, definitely. So God is, is using you will continue to use you to speak to others who have struggled with miscarriage Mm -hmm. and, um, walked those hard, dark days. Yeah. So, so look for them. We don't have a lot of time. I want to talk really, really fast before we go. Last thing about grace, grace for ourselves and grace for our children. Yeah. Grace is sometimes hard. And a lot of times it comes back to that control thing you talked about earlier. We want to control. We want our kids to be perfect. We want our households to be perfect. Mm -hmm. We want everyone to think everything's perfect. Mm -hmm. And life is hard and children are hard and every child is different. And (laughs) there's just so much grace required so much grace required, um, that I think as a parent of older children, when I see younger parents just trying to micromanage their kids or getting mad that their three-year-old won't put on their shoes really fast or whatever, I just think they are children. At some point, we have to remember these are not tiny adults. Mm -hmm. They are children, and they are doing what is developmentally appropriate for their age and Mm -hmm. stage of life. And if they're melting down, putting their shoes on, there's a reason. And it's not at three because they're trying to (laughs) ruin your day. (laughs) Um, Stephen, I just told him, I said, I want us to say to ourselves when mm-hmm. Quinn is doing something, mm-hmm. this is not to make me mad or hurt me. Right. Like this is right. in her own little right. five-year-old brain right. and we are supposed to help her. It's right. not an attack right. at us. We don't need to get defensive. Yeah. Um, and that's been helpful. Yeah. We just, we need to have so much grace for them and remember so often that they are children and Is discipline important? Yes. Is structure important? Yes, to an extent. Mm -hmm. Um, But there's also so much grace. You know, my 
kids, I did not force them to keep tidy bedrooms. And they turned out to be okay people <laughs> because <laughs> I saw the creative processes that were going on. I'm like, I'm not going to make them put this away because they're in the middle of creating mm -hmm. something incredible. So yeah. you know what? I'm going to embrace this mess. It's only going to last for a stage. Mm -hmm. Give them grace and then give yourself grace. You know, there are moments when all of us are going to struggle to mm -hmm. do the right thing, say the right thing. All of us are going to lose our temper mm -hmm. at moments and yell when we told ourselves, I'm not going to yell or get do mad things. when the three-year-old is melting right, down, putting their right, shoes on. It right. happens. Yeah. And so there's just, we also have to have so much grace for ourselves. And mm -hmm. I think that's sometimes even harder than having grace for the kids because we're like, I am the adult here. Yeah. <laughs> Why did I just act like a child? Uh, but it's okay. None of us, none of us is perfect. And no. we just have to have so much and to so add on to that, yeah. saying sorry, mm -hmm. um, even from when Quinn was little and didn't understand what an apology mm -hmm. was, I've always apologized. Like, mommy should not have talked to you like that. Mm -hmm. I was frustrated because I took too long to get ready or whatever mm -hmm. it is. But give mm -hmm. her a real apology. Um, and now she apologizes to me. Yeah. Yeah. So I think that's important, too. Right. Yeah. If we model grace to them, mm -hmm. they will reciprocate it. Although sometimes she tells me she doesn't forgive me. So. <laughs> <laughs> and then those are the moments when we have that grace yeah. and we're like, you know okay. what? She's fine. Yeah. And she doesn't always mean what she says. No, because in two minutes she's like sitting on my lap. So right. yeah. Right. Yeah. So, oh goodness. Well, we could go on and on and yes. probably do a whole series on this, but we'll, we will wrap it up. Ultimately we, it comes back to that, this whole thing. Keep looking above, keep mm -hmm. looking to Jesus, let him lead you, cultivate your relationship with him because it will change you and make Definitely. you a better parent. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Well, you have just had <laughs> Christmas. It's almost New Year's. So happy New happy Year's. Happy New Year. And enjoy 2023. And we will see you in a couple of weeks. Yep. Until then, keep, keep looking, looking above. above.